Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new edition of Virtues Rage right here on the BigVitoBrand.com, also Patreon.com slash BigVMafia. I am Virtue, and that is my, I guess, I don't know if you're going to be my future debate opponent or what, but our uh, little Okada Reigns thing was pretty successful uh, on the No DQ channel for um, people not really caring about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We're approaching 1,000 views, a lot of thumbs up. A lot of back, you know, people for you, people for me. What's up, Jargo? It's great to be back, man. Yeah. Uh, it seems as though that conversation went over really, really well. You and I would just have that chemistry virtue where we can sit down and we can just shoot where it's like, okay, we're going to talk for 20 minutes. We have absolutely no game plan. Let's just kind of see where things take us because, you know, you have your opinions and I have my opinions and we, we tend to somehow agree to meet somewhere in the middle it's uh, it's quite the interesting dynamic that we have in our conversations. Well, then I have a topic that I don't know how this is going to go based on how we meet in the middle. Um, Walter, right? Walter. Now, let, let, before I even say anything else, Walter is a German name. It could be, there's a few different countries, you know, Walter could be involved with. Where is the wrestler actually like from? Is he Austrian? Austria, yes. Which we know is close to Germany, but it's not Germany. Right. And but that's why he has such that thick accent. And and he was in uh, NXT UK, and now he's migrated over to the NXT 2.0 he didn't get here in time for the other version of NXT. It's NXT 2.0. And what do we get? Gunther. Like, it's Gunther, but it's got, you got to say it, Gunther. Right. Now, the problem is WWE didn't do their homework. And, you know, the, I, I don't mind them changing names. Are you sure that they didn't do their homework? Or do you think they did? Oh, so here's the thing. I mean, would you put it beyond them to name a guy from Austria after a Nazi U-boat captain? Because I don't put that past them. So I'm actually giving them the benefit of the doubt that it slipped under the radar. You're thinking maybe they wanted to trademark Gunther Stark, who obviously they've scrapped that trademark. But like, I'm just curious, before I give you my thoughts on this, like, like tell me yours here. Because I know you're probably, you know, you're not in the land of sports entertainment like me. You'd rather just say, go, give me my shoot name. Let me go out there and wrestle. Where I don't mind them being, the wrestler being a character with a made-up name. So what's your take on this little debacle, if you will, that has recently happened? Because some fans, you know how they are. Like you, you're Nazi sympathizers, WWE. Right. Well, I mean... (laughs) If, if if we didn't have 40 years worth of history to look back on, you know, maybe I would feel a little bit differently about that. But, you know, thanks to characters like Muhammad Hassan, I, I, I tend to not necessarily just give them a pass. Uh, but when it comes specifically to Walter, I am not a Walter fan. I have never been know, a Walter you've, fan. You've kind of I've kind of said that before. I, I, I've been very outspoken. I just, I don't think Walter works on a national TV show. I think Walter can be the king of the independent wrestling scene forever. I just don't think that character translates to American television. Um, And and the first time he goes out and he starts slapping Randy Orton around like that, um, there's going to be some words had and things will turn into a shoot real goddamn quick because Randy Orton ain't gonna put up with that crap, right? Like, I mean, that's always been my issue with Walter. the problem with changing Walter's name, though, 
as far as I am concerned. And Walter might be the last guy where he had such a huge reputation on the independent wrestling scene that he had started to cross over to the AEW fan, the, the more mainstream pro wrestling fan. Everybody knew who Walter was before he even signed with NXT UK. He signed with NXT UK, what, three years ago? He, I mean, he was champion for like almost two years over there. So, I mean, Walter has been on the radar for a very long time. We've even seen Walter on SmackDown a couple of times when, you know, they had people stuck in a foreign country that we choose to not name. So, but they had the NXT stars that came up. They did that one episode of SmackDown. So Walter's even been on SmackDown at this point to change his name now just seems stupid because he already has that built-in fan base, right? Like AJ Styles. They didn't change AJ Styles' name because AJ already had a following coming in. That, to me, is the issue with changing Walter's name. It's not some random dude that just debuted in NXT and we're going to give him a new name, right? To me, it's a little different situation, especially when he's been with the company as long as he's been with the company. It's definitely a Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard thing, right? Because they want control over this character if he's going to come into and, and I their new that. world. Like, I, but I, I, mean, I totally I get, get it. it. But, like, where's the disconnect? Like, did they not know he was still under the WWE umbrella as Walter? And so if they wanted this change, why didn't they do it before? Why, why wasn't he just introduced to NXT UK as Gunther? Right. You know, so there's a and, disconnect. If, if they would have done it then... I don't think it would have been nearly as big of a deal as it is now. So I get you there, right? That's obviously a disconnect with Vince McMahon knowing what all of his developmental is. In terms of even if it was Gunther Stark and they wanted to trademark him and bring him out in a Nazi flag with a Nazi flag, I have no problem with that because it's entertainment and you can have a movie. You can have movies where you have Germans, whether it's based on true events or it's fiction. Man in the High Castle. It was a, it was a Netflix or Amazon show. It was a huge hit, like right around the same time, like House of Cards yep. came out. And it was yep. all about the freaking Nazis, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. You can have a Nazi character on a pro wrestling show. It's and a TV show. WWE has always been sports entertainment because Sergeant yep. Slaughter was an Iraqi sympathizer. Muhammad right? Hassan was a terrorist. Uh, Mustafa so like, Ali was a terrorist. But but, but that the, and even then that got nixed, right? Muhammad Hassan got nixed, and he wasn't anywhere close to twenty twenty one where we are, twenty twenty two where we are now. Right. It's cancel culture. So it makes sense why people are going to complain because they have the internet, they have social media, they can Google things. Well, I mean, oh like, my God! Kane. Like before <laughs> Kane came to the main roster, he was Unabomb. Yep. Like you yeah. think that would fly in 2022? Was, was that in Smoky Mountain? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And so like I don't have problems um with that, right? And people are if I say that on the review, oh boy, people are gonna call me a Nazi sympathizer. But you are absolutely right. The the fact that there's a disconnect in WWE and when these people get signed, even at the NXT level. They, they should be on the, and, and maybe that's because the Triple H NXT and Vince, that's where the disconnect lay lied. And now trying to get more, you know, hold on it. So these characters have the names that they're going to get called up with, right? So maybe that's why this all this change is happening. And Walter was just caught in the crosshairs 
hey, you're coming on over. Vince was like, I didn't know we had this guy, even though he's been on some of the main shows, like you said. Now they're like getting excited. We're going to call you Gunther. And that's definitely a disconnect. And maybe WWE can get better with that because they should have whatever their WWE umbrella name is. Because, you know, WWE wants to have, you know, when you're done with WWE, they don't want you to have that name. That's why they want to give you their name. So you can't make money off of it when you're when they're done with you. They should definitely anybody they bring in say, this is what you're going to be called from here on out and not fuck with anybody or their gimmicks, their names or whatever. And I think Walter was just caught in the weird situation to where maybe Vince McMahon just found out about him. And, and I don't even know that. Like, we don't know. We've heard that him and Bruce and the, that crew is more involved with NXT 2.0. But how, you know, we're not there seeing how they interact with that. But we, we do know that it's different now. And it looks more like a Vince McMahon product. So we can make those assumptions. Well, and, and but, now, I mean, even when you just kind of start mathematically kind of figuring this thing out when you look at all the names that they have released all the people that they have let go that were behind the scenes talent right like i mean even somebody like a scotty too hottie you know what i mean where it's like okay william regal you know where it's okay yeah clearly vincent company are running things because everybody else has been fired at this point except for Shawn michaels and you know he's trying to find his next cartoon character WrestleMania main eventer in his vision, in his eyes, right? Not necessarily trying to find the next like Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, but you know what he's you know what he's trying to do. I mean, it, they even have, I mean, he's doing everything. Like he's even trying to find his next Kurt Angle. Gable Stevenson's sign not in NXT, but kind of do. He's in that other program. That, that other program they got they got. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. And then, of course, we see pictures of him like under Brock Lesnar's wing. It's like, whoa. And that's why I say this. That's why I say he's going to become a potential main main eventer because I see it happening by the pictures that are leaked with him and Brock and, you know, the whole Stevenson. He just wrestled here not too long ago um, because he's still at the University of Minnesota, which is where Brock yeah. And, and that's the Brock Lesnar connection. He's got the gold medal. Yep. But he, he just he just wrestled in Iowa City here a couple of weeks ago because you know University of Iowa is basically the amateur wrestling mecca of the freaking world. And he was putting over how much he loved being at Iowa and Carver Hawkeye Arena, and it's his favorite place to wrestle and whatnot. Like, dude is just like a straight up white meat baby face, man. He, even like mind. coming in as a Minnesota wrestler in Iowa. He had the the fans in Iowa City just eating out of the palm of his hand. And the dude can do a backflip, but the question is, does he have that wrestling charisma? But, you know, we're going to get – Vince McMahon is going to force who he wants to is these next top stars. Do you think, though, like he's abandoned the whole Triple H philosophy, but, like, does Vince McMahon still know that there's still a good section of the wrestling fans that want – your Finn Balor's and your AJ Styles, like, it, but I, but the newer generation of those type of guys are those. Or is Vince McMahon gonna let them all walk to AEW? I think part of him knows he's still gonna need the worker, like the really good wrestling guys, like you know that can carry anybody, anybody you throw them in there with. So do we still have even with this era that we're gonna be in with the new Vince McMahon, the splash color, you know, that's make right. cartoon characters. 
is there still going to be some room to find a next AJ Styles, a next Finn Balor? Or I, think, I mean, they, they just re-signed Kevin Owens, that's right? That's true. Um, I, I saw breaking earlier today, they just re-signed Sami Zayn. Um, there's reports out there that they are doing everything humanly possible to make sure that Finn Balor does not go to all elite wrestling yeah. because they want the core Seth and, Rollins. You can even, even though he's become a cartoon character, he's still Seth Rollins or, yeah, or Tyler. Yeah. Black. Because I, I, I do think if Tyler Black showed up in an all elite wrestling ring, that would be a big news. I, I I think that would probably even be bigger news than Prince Devitt showing up in an all elite wrestling ring, don't you? I mean, yeah. at, at this point in their careers, um, so I think I think Vince knows that, but he wants guys that fit a certain mold too. And we know Kevin Owens can go out there and he can hold his weight on a stick. Uh, Sami Zayn can go out there with Brock Lesnar and cut entertaining promos week in week yeah. out. Uh, Finn Balor absolutely appeals to the UK demographic, which is something that they are sorely hurting in or were sorely hurting in. But now with guys like Sheamus is back, Drew McIntyre, when he comes back, Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, like they're really making a play to really kind of grab onto that UK market, especially during the pandemic before AEW can get over there because the Khan family does have connections with Fulham first class. So we, we know AEW is going to be running shows over there when the pandemic really hits. And now we see him, you know, potentially bringing in Gunther and maybe, you know, they bring up all of Imperium and, and they try to go after that German market too. Um, it, it's very, very deliberate when, when Vince sets his mind to doing some kind of expansion like that. Now, let's take that philosophy and go over to AEW, and it's like the complete opposite. It's all Tony Khan's vision is all the wrestlers, and you still have sprinkled in there, you know, Wardlow, um, a Rusev, or, you know, Miro. Right. Is that like basically the same thing, but transposed or reversed? Right. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's interesting. I know you're getting like ready I'm trying for to wrap my head around it, but it's like the same thing we're just talking about, but opposite. I mean, obviously you're getting ready for the review. Um, so, yeah. it, and, and I'm not going to be on this week. And typically when I, when I come on, I try to drop at least one ridiculous statistic that I've heard in professional wrestling throughout the week. Here's the one for, for this week. You ready for this? And you'll be back on next week, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not on this week. Um, Last night on AEW Dynamite, there were six matches. Four of them were basically squashes. I mean, even the the Lance Archer, Frankie Kazarian that went 10 minutes was a squash match. That was Lance Archer over strong. By comparison, there were 13 angles during that show last night to set up future matches. 13 angles to six matches. Not bad for a for a company that you know gets accused of lack of storytelling, right? I mean, thirteen angles. Even the, Layla. But Hirsch is anybody going to notice heel. that, or only you're like Hawkeye? Well, no. See, this is the problem. When I sat down with Eric Bischoff, um, let's see, it's got to be three and a half years ago now. And I asked Eric Bischoff, "What was the secret to Monday Nitro? Like, wh- why was it so successful?" I know one he had, that, did he say long-term storytelling? Is that what he said? One and a half things. He said that was the secret. One and a half things. Every episode of Monday Nitro, 
you did one and a half things. You would do one thing and then you had something else setting something up for next week. One and a half things. Because then everybody knew what to talk about. You were talking about what concluded and what was coming up next week. They did 13 angles last night on AEW. What was the lead story coming out of that show last night? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about. There's too much to talk about. And that you forget. Well, I was going to say, yeah. You forget the other angles that happened throughout the show. You just remember the last angle or whatever the biggest angle was on the show. You think that was purposely or just by happenstance? You really think they planned to do all of those and that was all like Tony Khan's notes or did that's just what you, just what happened by happening? Like, I don't know, man. I question that. They do it every week though, Virtue. Every week. I mean, if if I did not know better, I would think Vince Russo was was writing this TV show. This is crazy. He didn't even do television. that many. He didn't do that many though. Like, but but the Russo's thing, and, and people want to call it Crash TV, Jerry Springer, whatever. No, Russo's philosophy was everybody on the roster should have a story, bro. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they do in AEW. I mean, even like Brian Pillman last night, you know, he he's lost confidence. He can't do the springboard anymore. He's too freaked out by Malachi Black. Like, that's planting a seed for something that's going to come later. But there was so much that happened on the show that who's talking about Brian Pillman Jr. today? Nobody. It's just they're doing the Vince Russo crash TV formula. And that's great. But it's too much. People people forget well, what the hell happened. For, it's too much for wrestling. Like, like yes. I'm watching all the American horror stories and these are like 10 episode seasons. They have from, you know, so it's not like it's 10 episodes. So they got to have a lot happen, right? Because you got to cram it. They have like a lot of stories being told at once. And so like right. when you say Crash TV, it works for some things, but maybe but 52 it's not the most ideal for professional wrestling. It's just, it, it's it's so phonetic. You know what I mean? And, and the problem is where, where AEW fails, where Russo succeeded was... In Russo's world, everything was around Stone Cold Steve Austin. It still was, yeah. And that was the theme throughout the show. It's either you were friends with Austin or you were trying to get to Austin, regardless of whatever your story was, because you were after the championship, you were after the top guy, and everything overlapped. The characters were intertwined, and the, all the characters had stories together that you could always tell. Inside of AEW, it's just, it's more like Saturday Night Live, where it's just segment, 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 and there's no overlap of these characters, and that's where I, I feel like the disconnect is with AEW. Like, even when they do a good show that's heavy on storytelling, it's just like, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because there's there's no continuity yeah. segment to segment. And like, why am I not feeling? the importance of Adam Page as the AEW world champion. I mean, he's your main top champion right now. And I, why, I'm not feeling it because of maybe what you just said. That's, I think that's absolutely part of it. The other part of it is it's Sting when he finally beat Ric Flair. They spent so much time building up Hangman that they didn't build up the heel side of the roster for once Hangman became the champion. 
And you said you like when some guys aren't on all the shows, like when Daniel Bryan yeah. takes a week off. I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. I, I and, actually thought about that last night. I was like, wow, I haven't seen Danielson since that matchup with Hangman like two weeks ago. Yeah. It's going to feel special the next time you get to see Danielson. Yeah. Moxley and, last night. It was great seeing Moxley. He had that place in the palm of his freaking hand, man. You could have heard a pin drop in that arena while he was cutting that promo. Yeah, he did. And, and you know, if he, he obviously wouldn't have been there if he didn't want to. That's going to be one of our topics. Um, and he's always been a quirky guy. Oh, yeah. But, like, as a television viewer last night, I, something, I, I felt like he still, maybe it was nerves coming back, right? Everything he was getting over. It's I just John felt, Moxley. Have, have you read his book? No. So his book came out in November. If it's on Audible, I'll listen to someone read it back to me. I love when I'm driving. So I, I don't. Check I don't. Audible. I only if it's Moxley reading it. Like there's some books <laughs> where it has to be the author reading it. Like I just finished Dave Grohl's book on audiobook. I, I get that. Or and if it, it, yeah. Moxley's book is a stream of consciousness where. That's what his promo was last night. Exactly. Like, that's the difference in WWE and AEW. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Where where WWE will overscript somebody and AEW will give you just enough rope that you can go out there and hang yourself. I love the Moxley promo, but it just, it, it felt like it just kept rambling and rambling. But after reading his book, I get it because that's Moxley. Like at the end of his book, he's talking about how, you know, I, I should probably go and get on a bus so I can go get on an airplane and I can go home and I can see Renee and we can have lots of crazy sex. And then we'll, then she'll make me cookies. But instead I'm sitting in a hotel room in Tampa Bay and I'm getting ready to bust light tubes over Nick Gage's fucking head. And he like, and it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Cause it's just it, that's the way his He's brain has been awkward too, because we learned yeah. that in the stone cold stone cold podcast and, and that's his quirkiness. So like fans, that's what they expect out of him. But like, I maybe overanalyze promos and stuff like that too much. It does feel like stress and like his real, whatever is really going through that mind. Just doesn't just make it makes stream it of consciousness. Cool, man. Where yeah. Yeah, and like that, that, that little shoulder roll thing that he does and and his cadence and it's just everything is stream of consciousness to that dude and you either like that about john moxley or you hate it you know i mean like but it's moxley and he's pretty damn authentic well another great edition of virtues rage i mean it wasn't okada reigns edition but we'll figure out something like that again i think you colin andrew myself you and me, we're going to line up a series of some great no DQ debates uh, over on no DQ for at some point between now and the summer uh, through WrestleMania season. So we got to figure out some good topics. So what would you like to say in closing plugs, anything? Uh, keep up with me on social media at not Jargo, michaeljargo.com. Of course, you can find me over in the Hami media group over at channelattitude.com. I'm over at the two man power trip with John Paz and over on Patreon. Of course, the big veto brand men of business, the sit down, of course, virtues rage and, uh, all other kinds of stuff, man. I'm everywhere. I I'm like a podcasting whore at this point. Like if you got a podcast, I'll, I'll probably do it. And you'll be back on the review next week over on NoDQ.com. You can follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue. But that's it for Dr. Jargo. I am Virtue. We enjoy doing this. 
This has been Virtue's Rage right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. And also check out Patreon.com slash BigVMafia. We will see you again next time.